I just wanted to first off address uh, Dion Smith's health. Um, you know that was uh, that was an emotional moment, um, and more importantly, uh, we, we've said that this thing is going to be all about our, our players, our student athletes, and um, there's there's positive updates on Dion's status. Uh, he's standing up, uh, walking around. So a lot of the fears that everybody has when somebody comes off on a stretcher, um, I think those uh, those those I was able to assure the, the team that that's nothing that, uh, that that we have to be concerned with. So um, Dion is up and walking, and you know he's uh, I think he was emo- emotional because he didn't have a chance to celebrate. Um, you know, on the field with his teammates, but um, he was a huge part of that victory, um, both in his play and more importantly, um, just how, how much this team loves him and uh, and show their support for him. There, that was a moment um, I'll never forget in, in my coaching career. Just the the brotherhood that was shown uh, through that moment. Uh, moving on to the game, um, you know, th- this is all uh, for the players. This is all about the players. Um, this is all about their response, their resolve. Um, the stuff that I said here 10 days ago, everybody thought I was crazy um, when I talked about what an unbelievable group of uh, resilient fighters that we have in our locker room. Uh, I think everybody had a chance to see that on full display today. Um, I, I'm just really, uh, I'm really proud of these players. Uh, I told them after the game, you know, that's a great moment. Um, you know, it's, it's a moment that we're going to celebrate. Um, but, you know, we talked about a fresh season, a new season. And, uh, you know, what I told them is the best part about being 1-0, which we are in our new season uh, post-bye week, um, you know, is that you have a chance to be 2-0. And, and that's where our attention turns uh, 24 hours from now. And, uh, and we're going to get back to work tomorrow and we're going to practice. Uh, we're going to add some Sunday work. And uh, we just got to keep our eyes straight ahead. Um, enjoy this. Uh, you know, it's one of those days that you'll never forget. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, we got a job to do and we believe in, in our abilities to go do that. And uh, that's where eyes uh, are going to be fixated on. I'll open it for questions. First of all, we haven't met. I'm Ariel Orsito. Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Congratulations. Uh, when the game ended and you saw everyone just, just storming the field, first of all, did you expect that to happen? And then secondly, just what was you, what went through your mind? Yeah, you know, this week was uh, was really interesting. I think starting back in um, – you know, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the bye week, there was so much work that had to be done. And I think I just uh, I just buried myself in the work. And then, you know, I had, I had a chance to go recruiting in California. Uh, it's where I'm from. Uh, a lot of our players had a chance to touch base at home um, and, and reconnect with their roots. Um, you know, the, the joy of football. You know, for me, it was at Los Alamitos High School. Um, I was down in Southern California, and there was – there was some really clear thinking that I was able to, to do with regards to where I wanted this program to go um, this this coming game week, really. Um, and in, in doing so, you know, I, I, it was weird. Uh, over the course from really Thursday on, I, I've had, um, I would call them like just, you know, dreams or whatever. And I actually dreamt specifically about, about the, the student section rushing the field. And I, I really believed it. Um, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I really believe that. Um, I, I had I had visions in like going kind of in that like l- like light sleep. I had visions of of Montana making plays. I'm not you know I'm not obviously a you know saying I'm a prophet, but I just there were there were just a lot of visions of guys making plays, um, and uh, and I told the players about that. Um, and, and that wasn't a, that wasn't just a, a motivational tactic. I, I saw that. And my wife was asking me this morning, why why are you not nervous? I was like, I, I just believe. I believe in these players. I, I believe in the work they're putting in. Um, and, uh, and I had a piece about what we could do today. Uh, and I also have a piece about what we can do going forward. Um, and I, I'm just really excited to go back to work with these players and for them to understand that the process that we put in place, right, uh, process is always going to be greater than results, right? And what they believe in now is that the process yielded a result, right? And that's what this thing's about going forward is how we practice, um, how we go about our business on a daily life, um, how we care for our locker room. Like those things are really important and that process has to continue. 
Mike, obviously you guys come in with the worst rushing defense in the country. How much does this performance by that group today, just you know, limiting them to 35 total rushing yards, validate the decision of you and Rich George to elevate Gerald Chapman? And just what can you say about the performance of him and not only calling the game, but also the, the players on the field as well? You know, I, I just, I believed in, 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 in Gerald. Um, Rich George believed in Gerald. Um, I knew that I believed in him because most importantly, if this is about the players, uh, I knew that they were going to rally behind him. And then I knew that, that our defensive staff was going to work together tirelessly to put our players in the best position and do so on a unified front. And that's what we saw. I mean, that was, it was a blast behind the defensive headsets. I mean, I, can't, I just can't imagine, you know, calling my first uh, defensive game uh, ever. I mean, like ever. I don't even know if he's called a scrimmage before. Um, but with that type of atmosphere, you know, sold out Folsom, um, you know, there was, there was a lot of crowd noise. Like there were times I was trying to get the crowd to quiet down because the defense communication was a little – I was listening on the headset and it felt like you were out, you know, driving out east of Frederick where I live, you know, and you don't get any AM signal. So um, I was just proud of, most importantly, just how our players played, the, 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 how they flew around, the belief. Like you saw it, it was tangible. Um, and I've known that was there since I got here in January. Like I looked at our defensive squad and I was like, we have some dudes here. Um, we have, you know, Jamar Montgomery, Guy Thomas. These are guys that, that, that I knew had the ability to make plays. Um, you know, Naeem Rodman, um, the linebackers, Quinn Perry, you know, T. Lang, Chance Main. Like, I, I see these guys. These are guys that I've, I've coached against, at these types of body types and athletes that I've coached against at the, at the highest level of my career. And I knew that these players are capable of doing that. It was just flipping the script in terms of their belief. Mark Kids, what Denver Post. Good to meet you. Um, First thing that came to mind, you know, this being Colorado, Rocky Mountain High, and all, I kind of wonder what kind of visions you're having there. But, <laughs> but what I want to ask is, the spirit of the, the team did not look like a winless team from the get-go. What would you attribute that to? And the second question is, uh, you and everybody else watching the video board on the replay of the Montana touchdown, what was that like? I had no idea. <laughs> I thought I was like clearly out of bounds, and, and and frankly, you know, as a quarterback coach, you know, I was I was I was I was mad at JT for for leaving the ball out of bounds. I always tell him like the only thing you can't do in the red zone is throw the ball two or three yards out of bounds. Like if you just put it in that corner of the end zone, we call it the pie hole, then you at least give your receiver a chance to make a play. So my mind immediately went to quarterback coach mode and looked at like oh he threw it a yard and a half out of bounds, and then some. I think it was Shannon Turley came up to me. He's like. Hey, that's a catch, and I was like, "Really?" And uh, and of course, my my mindset shifted immediately. Um, and you know what I believe is that today was a day where we got some breaks, but breaks don't come, you know, as a result of just luck. You know, breaks come because of in in, in a will, um, a spirit, uh, the way you practice, the way that you go about it, and a belief. And, and I felt like those kinds of breaks that were made, um, I think, really came from the heart of our of our players. Um, and I saw that. I think your players played with joy. And, and where did that joy come from when, I mean, you haven't won a game. And you, <laughs> joy might be hard to find. Yeah, I mean, you know, whether you, you know, I haven't talked about it very much um, externally. It's kind of been an internal thing this week because, uh, you know, the word joy isn't probably the most, uh, you know, uh, football-centric term. Um, you know, it doesn't really uh, equate to, you know, hard hits and, and uh, tackles for loss and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and, and passing touchdowns. But um, we established uh, really starting, uh, you know, on, on the first day that we met, and we said that for these next seven weeks, our culture is going to be defined as joy. 
Um, and, and that's exactly what we've, we've made um, the mission of what this ne these next weeks are about. Because, you know, I said it when I, when I was, you know, had the opportunity to have this press conference. This isn't about me. Um, this is about them. And joy is something. And I've talked to the players and I'm teaching them the different levels and different de definitions of what joy means. But joy is something that is completely independent uh, of, of your circumstances. Um, it's how you wake up every single morning. It's how you come to this facility. It's how we practice. Um, and, uh, and I've seen a team that bought into that vision. Um, and we got to continue to buy into that vision. Um, and this is a new challenge, you know, uh, you know for us in, in this 2022 season is, you know, how do we bring joy but also humility um, to, you know, after a big win. And that's the challenge. And, and, you know, already in the locker room we moved on to Oregon State. Was Owen banged up, or were you just looking to JT for a spark? Yeah, so so Owen took a, a, a pretty significant hit. Um, I want to say it was in either the first or second quarter, um, and it was one of those kind of kind of abdominal, lower kind of mid midsection type hits. And uh, you know, I've played the position, uh, I've been around the position my whole life. Um, I, I kind of knew what he was physically going through, um, and. I, you know, for me, I, I just felt like it gave our offense the chance of, of having a healthy JT, um, you know, play in that moment, um, you know, against a banged up, at least in the moment, um, Owen. Um, had nothing to do with uh, the play. I thought both players played exceptionally well. And when we're in the situation that we're in as a football team, uh, this, this is going to, it's going to require all of us. Um, to go win football games. And I think the quarterback room embodied that today as well as, uh, you know, I feel like all the rooms that we had. It, it took not only all of our football team, but it took, it took our fan base, took our student section. I mean, that was, that was a, I feel like that was a full program win uh, today. And I think the quarterback position room, um, you know, I think resembled that. Like you said, it's about the players and not you, but you're the one leading this thing the last couple of weeks. And you've had to press a lot of buttons and make some decisions. And one of them was I saw you, you bring the team out in a circle two hours before the game and show them on the video board, you know, hype video. I've never seen that before. Um, can you talk about like, doing that and other things you've tried to do to press some buttons and try to create some new energy for this program? Yeah, I mean, I think the um, you know the buff walk such a cool tradition. That was my first buff walk. Um, I didn't have a chance to be a part of that because I always came straight here and went right to the recruits. Um, um, so that was a tradition that I felt like uh, you know we want to continue to grow that tradition. Um, you know, and have have more and more fan base there and, and more and more support from our coaches. Um, a lot of the assistants hadn't been on the buff walk. Um, we took the entire you know basically the entire program on the buff walk today. Um, you know, I, I grew up you know the son of a, of a college football coach that coached some of the best programs in America, and I. I love the traditions of football. I love uh, the pomp and circumstance, the, the stuff that, that predates, you know, my, my time on even earth. Um, and so that was really important. But I also felt like the buff walk was kind of anticlimactic. Um, I wanted to have some type of uh, moment where we could all come together and, and visualize what we were going to do on that field. And I wanted to show them the images on that screen of what they've done, um, of the culture of joy being, you know, on that screen of how we've practiced. And then also showing them the plays that we've made this year. Um, you know, in fits and starts, we've made plays to win football games. We just haven't pieced it together. Um, and, and I think that, that I saw that today. Um, and I think that, that that was one piece of it. But really, at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with me hitting the right buttons. It has everything to do with the players and how they played. And I, and I fully believe that. Hey, Coach, uh, you guys completed 65% of your passes today. It seemed like the passing game was just more efficient and working better overall compared to the past five games. What was the difference this week? Probably I was on the sideline. You know, get, got me out of the box. No, I, I think uh, I think it was um, 
I think that it was a belief. I think that uh, what we saw in, in practice all, all week uh, and, and the, during the bye week is very competitive. I kept talking about we had very competitive periods. And when your defense and you're going good on good, and, and we, are, we, are, we all saw what the defense looked like, right? So I was talking about that defense, and, and, and you know, we, not all of us had a chance to see that defense. Sure, we were going against it, and it was hard. And that's a good thing. Like when you can face a defense daily that's tough to move the football against as an offense, um, that helps you. It's like, it's like a donut on the bat, right? I felt like we, you know, we, we, were, we were swinging with a donut on the bat. We stepped into the batter's box, shucked the donut, and we could go out and play ball. And that's exactly how championship football teams operate, is that it should feel very challenging against your own defense in practice. And then you get to game day, and it's easier. Now, it wasn't easy. Cal's a good defense. They don't give up a whole lot of points minus one game. Um, you know, no, they held Notre Dame to 20, I believe. Um, they've played some really good teams, um, and they've held some teams under, under you know, 20 points. So I was really pr- uh, just pleased with our just our overall response offensively and our resolve throughout the course of the game. Two more. Go ahead, Jack. Um, with Tyron Taylor's interception on the first drive of the game, just how big of a play was that to kind of set the tone? It was huge. I mean, it was huge. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but the, the, the song that plays after every turnover, that's what we do in practice. So they have the players have a turnover song, a uh, takeaway song for, for the defense. And uh, I, I can't remember the exact song. Something about a trap. Um, what is it, uh, Josh? Take over your trap. What is it? Take over your trap. There you go. <laughs> uh, so uh, that, that, um, that song, it was, it was so awesome. Uh, Jalen Sami brought um, his, his little uh, you know, Bluetooth speaker to the walkthrough. And during the walkthrough this morning, he had that song playing over and over and over because, you know, we, we associate that song with getting the ball. Uh, and that set the tone for us defensively. And I think it set the tone for the energy of the crowd. Um, you know, energy, like I talked about, is not just something that you go out and just run around and do jumping jacks. And, you know, it, it's backed by execution. It's backed by plays that, that we talked about making an emphasis on. Um, and uh, that was really fun to watch that song come on. And it came on one time. There's a penalty. So I had to kind of, you know, get everybody uh, back to, to play their next snap of defense. Hi, Coach. More on the passing game. Jordan Tyson had that 37-yard pass to Montana Lemonius Craig. What was the decision-making behind that? Kind of talk me through. Um, what, what went into that play? We had we had a couple uh, gadgets up our sleeve, you know, some of those uh, some of those you know JUCO gadgets that, that come from Coach Patterson, um, some sm- some D two football um, down in South Texas. Um, so you know you were going to continue to explore all that. I like the timing of the call. You were a little bit, a bit honestly, we were in a bit of a rut at that point in time, and you know it wasn't it wasn't wide open. It was it was players making plays, um, and you know Montana was phenomenal. I uh, just just love the way that he uh, it just. You know, he embodied joy today in his play. Uh, I saw that from Montana, and he just continued to do it uh, throughout the course of the game. All right, thanks, Coach. Appreciate the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. <clears throat> Questions? Go ahead, Adam. For both of you guys, how can you explain to us the, the improvement defensively from the first five weeks to what we saw up there today? Thank you. Uh, I mean, we're just – I mean, you – We've talked about it a bunch, like kind of. I bet the buzzword is kind of like joy or uh, energy. Yeah, we, Coach Chapman, you know, he's standing up on the, standing up on the bench, screaming to us, you know, just hyping us up all the time. Yeah, they're letting us, they're just letting us play free, and I mean, we're just having fun out there. Like, like that was the most fun I've had, I think, since I've been here. Like that game right there, that was, that was awesome, man. Shoot, going after, uh, basically, the, the, I forget the last time we were here. What was it last week? When I said we were going to do some different things, basically simpli- uh, simplify it, do some different stunts, and really just allow us to play fast, eliminate all errors to where we could really just go out and just play. Like to where everything was on us and it showed. We put the work in over the past two weeks to learn a new scheme, and it showed today. So going off of that, you had, I think, three and a half tackles for loss. 
Uh, Terrence is back in the backfield a lot. Guy's back there all the time. Um, how much fun is that as you guys feed off of that? Tyron gets the interception early, but when you guys feed off of those things, um, does that kind of create a whole game of defense like we just saw? Yeah, it does. It was extremely fun. Super. Like, literally, like, like what Coach Sanford said, every play we made today defensively, we made in practice. Literally. So, I mean, you could say it's something that that's new, but not the way we've practiced these last eight, eight, nine days. Like we've really put the work in, so we're now now it's normal. And now we just not we gotta create that norm every Saturday. For both of you guys, after you know Montana's catch to give you guys the lead in overtime, what was the message like from Coach Chapman as you guys are huddling on the sideline, ready to go out there for your for your chance there in overtime and kind of what was the mindset as you guys were were you guys just ready to end it right there? The game was over. They weren't getting in the end zone. So <laughs> Yeah, we knew the, that. The game was over by then. A field goal, possibly tied, but a touchdown on the game would be over. Mm -hmm. Trevor, that third down played overtime. I mean, it looked like he was wide open and out of nowhere. He just he came in. And, and, like to me, it looked like he was in a tie game, but obviously you didn't see. How'd you see it differently? Uh, I mean, he he kind of thought the same thing too. You know, the the pass was kind of lobbed because uh, that's not really where I was where I was covering at the time. So. I saw the ball just kind of lobbed in the air. He, you know, he didn't really make an effort to try and like go and get it or anything. So I uh, just tried to get over that. I punched it as hard as I could. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it was Nico or Ty, and I thought they were going to pick it off too, actually, off the bounce. Nico. Nico. Right here. After it was over and everybody rushed the field, what was the The monkey was off the back, man. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't won a game since November 27th last year. That's that's a long. It's been a moment. The monkey was off the back. I mean, being a leader, being being a, uh, a fifth year guy, it's a lot of pressure. Like you, you don't want to go out the way we were going out, and like you, you, you could feel the pressure rise throughout the building. Like I said, the last time we were in here, like it was kind of a release system, but at the same time, we still had the same pressure, we still had the same intensity. And now we had no excuses. It was all on us. So to be able to get that victory the way we did in a defensive fashion, the way we played today, it was amazing. So I just had to take a moment of relief. And the follow-up, you came a long way to take this on. Yeah. So <laughs> did, you, did you have moments of doubt? Or, and, and how does it feel now? Um, I'm, I'm never a person to doubt myself. But at the same time, it did get a little great sometimes. Like, it, like kind of question the direction of some things, but overall you really just keep turning. You always want to make sure you do your part. Whether it was Coach Durrell, Coach Wilson, or Coach, uh, Coach Sanford now, they always preach do your part. Make sure you do your part in everything you did. And I feel like we did that, and things just finally went our way. Two more, go ahead, Tyler. Josh, for you, obviously you guys come in, you had a lot of struggles stopping the run, and today you're able on those early downs just to not let them get more than maybe one or two yards, it seemed like. They really didn't have any chunk plays that we would see a lot in the first Weeks. How much did you guys build off of that and, and take the, and use that to have success when you're getting those guys into third and long situations? Shoot, that's a recipe to good defense, first and second down. Third down, of course, we, we, we got some very talented guys on the edge who can rush the passer. We got a coach and Coach Chapman that can pretty much dial a lot of things up that you've seen today. So we knew we had to stop the run. We knew number six, Ott, was a very talented back, one of the best in the country, one of the best freshmen I've seen in my five years. So we knew exactly what they were capable of, and we had to limit them. If we didn't stop the run today, we wouldn't be sitting here with a W. Trevor, you guys obviously you know, talk about how you practice the last eight, nine days. But then you come in here and there's 50,000 fans here, and they're bringing energy as well. How much do you guys feed off of that, especially defensively? I mean, man, it's awesome. Just, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys see us, you know, the players, you know, raising our hands, hyping, trying to get the crowd even louder. Uh, you know, there was a, 
there was a late uh, delay of game or false start. I can't remember what it was, but you know, the offense, you know, they can't talk when it's like that. You know, we, you know, obviously it's a little bit harder for us to talk too. But I mean, at the same time, we we know how, we know it's going to be like that. Uh, the the fans when they come when they come with it like that, like, I mean, that's one of the main things. I one of the main reasons I came here, like, to play at a place where just you're completely backed. I mean, like, we're 0 and 5. Or we were 0 and 5, and you know, they, we had a full sellout crowd right there. Like, that's different. It's amazing. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. I got up and told the ref, come on, give it to me, please. And I mean, he did it, but we reviewed it and they gave me the touchdown and then, I mean, we needed this win, but I can say with this team, whether we're on five or five and up, we always come with the work mentality. We always come ready to play. So, I mean, I love each and every one of you guys like my blood brother. I'm just happy that we was able to go out there and get the job done today. Hi guys, this is for either one of you. Um, Dion took a really hard hit. You saw him get carted off. When that happened, what was going through your mind, and did you feel was that motivating to play for him and win this game for him? That gave us a lot of fire. Not gonna lie. Um, being that I saw brother, you know, Dion is one of the leaders on his team, and definitely one of the leaders on offense. And you know, we we hate to see that, but you know, uh, we thank God just for. Um, him keeping his hand on Dion, you know, we got a chance to talk to him and everything, but that kind of gave us a lot of fire. You know, our, our teammate, our brother, that went that went down, you know, uh, we, nobody wanted to see that. And we, we, we had to respond. It, it, there was no other choice. Uh, going into halftime, only being up 3-0, it seemed like you may have left a, a lot of opportunities on offense in the first half. What was said at halftime? What was the mindset coming out? knowing that, you know, you need to pick up the pace, score some, score some more points? I mean, we knew that it was there, but it all came down to execution, essentially. So it was just more so of when we go out there, the opportunities that we get, the plays that we have a chance to make, we have to make them. It can't be no gray area. And, I mean, that's really all it came down to. Because, I mean, all the looks that we wanted, we was getting what we wanted out the defense. And we just had to execute. Montana, obviously, other, aside from the touchdown catch, you, had, you went up and made a pretty contested catch late in the game as well. What's going through your mind when that play call comes in, the trick play? Obviously, we saw you in the spring game make a similar kind of pass to someone else. What's going through your head when you, you hear that play call come in that you know Jordan could throw the ball downfield for you? I mean, nothing really. It's just I view it as playmakers make plays. And if I want to consider myself a playmaker, I see ball, get ball, I play wide receiver. Can't do nothing without the football, so I mean, I wanted to make sure that I catch the ball. Other than that, I mean, it's, it's not really nothing else to it. Question for each of you. So, so first off, Anthony, 
Uh, was it fun being a, in a game like that that's just hard-nosed running that uh, you get to kind of, you know, you have to grind out some yards, you know, and you're, you're sharing carries with Dion for most of the game, but is it fun as a running back being in that type of a, a game against a defense like that? Yeah. Uh, it, it's totally fun, you know, uh, especially as a running back, you just get to run the ball, pound the ball, and as a physical back, you get to be physical as well. And, um, you know, you, sometimes you get to catch uh, the DBs on their toes, and you get to that secondary, and you get to make moves. That's when you become playmakers, like you said. You know, big-time players make big-time plays. And uh, uh, a lot of us was able to do that. So uh, it, it was pretty fun out there. And then for Montana, you know, this quarterback situation has been weird most of the year. <laughs> you know, and I, I imagine that uh, you know, guys like JT and Brendan could have hung their heads uh, when Owen gets named the starter. But to see JT come back today, uh, come into this game, lead you guys to the win. You know, he directed that. How much fun was that for you to you know, see that and just um, were you proud of him for that? I'm extremely proud of the way Owen and JT played and the way JT responded to, of course, Owen being named starter. But I feel like I'm comfortable with us rolling whichever quarterback in that room out. So, I mean, I trust each and every one of those guys. love them like a brother. And I know that we put the work in throughout the week to where whoever gets their number called to be able to step up and execute. This is for both you guys. What's it been like playing for Mike Sanford the, the last 13 days? Uh, jeez. I would say a lot, a lot, a lot of energy. You know, um, practices, we all based on competing. We compete in everything, whatever it's running, whatever it's uh, 907, whatever it's 707. We compete in everything, every drill. And that's kind of what he gave us and basically that's that's what we've been um, running with so uh just competing a lot having a lot of energy you know uh just feeding off each other feeding off each other you know that's, that's i always started off by just saying i love man coach Darrell and coach sanford and both right. what they've been doing for the team right. and i would say coach sanford is a big energy guy he's a little younger than coach Darrell, so he got a little more yeah. bounce to him so i mean just you can see the difference throughout practice Coach Sanford is really flying around and getting the ball rolling in practice. So, and as we see it translated to the game, and I'm just happy we was able to go out there with Coach Sanford and get the job done. This one's for both of you guys as well. You guys came into this game as an 0-5 team, yet you had a packed house there, and that packed house came running onto the field to celebrate with you guys afterwards. First of all, when you won, did you even imagine that they would be storming the field to celebrate with you? And then when they did, what did it feel like? I mean, we love Buff Nation, man. Yeah. They they stay with us through thick and thin. And I mean, when they storm the field, it's just great vibes, great energy all over the place. And right. we is just happy we is able to get the win for them. Because at the end of the day, our fans show up week in, week out, no matter the record, no matter nothing. And they come here and give us their all. So we was glad that we was able to give them our all. Right. Two more, go ahead, Jake. Montana, you only had five receptions coming into this game. Um, what was the biggest difference for you at this offense in the passing game? Was it Coach Sanford, or did you guys drop a big game plan, or was it? I mean, I would say the ball just found me. It was, it was really the same game plan, really. The base stuff we do is just the game where the ball found me, and I was able to take advantage of every opportunity that I had. Looking a little bit ahead of the season, uh, you guys have some big games coming up against some big ranked teams. Do you see that as an opportunity to just kind of prove you guys really are and kind of show the rest of the Pac-12 and the rest of the nation that this is the true Colorado team that, that, that they should be seeing? Yes, sir. But um, we, we, we usually take one game at a time. You know, we don't want to look too far ahead. Uh, we just beat Cali. Now we're ready to go next week. But um, 
definitely. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I say we, like he said, we take it one game at a time. Right. We use it as great, nameless, faceless guys. Yeah. So we really it doesn't matter who we're playing. We're gonna go in there with the same mindset and the same mental, just going in there ready to give it all with our brothers. All right, thanks guys, appreciate your time.